In this episode, we're letting you know where to find legal stock images for your website so you don't get popped by the image police. Oh. This is Better Radio Websites, the podcast for radio professionals who want to see their website generate more traffic and revenue. Each week, your host, Jim Sherwood, and his special guests give you time-tested tips and secret tricks to ensure your radio station dominates digital in your market. Here we go. Hi, it's Jim, and thanks a lot for tuning in to Better Radio Websites. It just means so much to me that you tune in each week to absorb some knowledge that would help you make your radio station website better. Well, you know, we've been talking about content and how content is the really the driving force of bringing visitors back week after week. Well, you don't want to really just put content as words on your website because, ah, well, I mean, just let's, let's be honest, that's kind of boring. Let's say if you're doing news stories, for example, or blog posts or whatever, images make it more clickable. When people see an image, they relate to the image and they're more likely to click on it. So where do you get those images? Well, you're probably somewhere on the internet, but copyright laws, they're getting stricter by the day. And the means that photographers and agencies who own these images have to searching out folks who are using their images without their permission is getting much better. Don't think that you'll never get caught. doesn't matter if you're in a really small market or you just have a, a, a small website with maybe a few visitors per week or whatever. These folks are using AI robots to scour the internet looking for images that match their images. As a matter of fact, if you go to Google right now, there's the images tab within Google and you can upload an image and search for images either that are exactly like that image or that looks similar to that image. And that's exactly the kind of algorithm that these agencies and photographers are using to scout out folks who are using their images illegally. Now, I'll tell you right now, the very best photos that you can get for your radio station website are the ones you take yourself, the ones you take locally. Take a day or two or maybe a couple hours per day over the next couple of weeks, go out and take photos of everything in your community. Schools, police cars, fire trucks, ambulances, post offices, city buildings, police and fire stations, the courthouse, stadiums, parks, major intersections, anything that, uh, that you can identify possibly in a news story later on down the line. Don't wait until you need these photos to go out and to take them. If you need to post a news story very quickly, it's best to have a database of these in the radio station that you can search in the website or maybe in your just uh, your file system, City Park. There was a shooting there or something like that. Let me pull it up. Oh, there it is. Let me add it to this news story. Boom, it's out there. All right, so that's what you want to do. That's the very best thing. It's photos that you took. You don't even have to think about copyright because you took them. Now, if you're a station owner, and as you're listening to this podcast, Please look over your website if you have the ability and you're not in your car or anything like that. But look over your station websites and make notes of any image that you know your staff couldn't possibly have taken themselves. If they didn't either create the image within some sort of editor and they didn't take the image with a camera, then ask them where they found them. If they mention the word Google anywhere in that conversation, have them remove them from your website immediately. Do not pass go. Do not. They may say, well, you know, I did a, a search for this image and then I went up there and I clicked labeled for reuse, which 
really there are some images out there that have been labeled for reuse and you can possibly use them. Me personally, I would never, ever trust that. If you find an image from within any search engine, no matter how it's labeled, I would not use it. If it's on a website, I would go to that website, read their terms, read their conditions, and ensure that you can print something out that says, okay, I have permission to use this image. Even though it's blanket, I have permission. If you don't trust that, it is the quickest way that you will get popped with a heavy lawsuit and there is no fighting against it. There is no, oh, I didn't know when it comes to copyright. <laughs> if it's not yours, you can't use it. <laughs> it's, it's just that simple. Uh, you probably heard the term royalty-free images. Well, a lot of folks think that, okay, it's free. Free is its middle name. Well, royalty-free images aren't necessarily free. In most cases, you'll have to pay a one-time fee to obtain the rights to use the image as many times as you like. The free in royalty-free means that you only have to pay royalties once to the owner, not every single time that somebody clicks on your website. You may want to look for a stock image service that has royalty-free images. Now, there's a, a ton of them out there that uh, you could choose from, like Shutterstock, Adobe Stock, iStock Photo, Deposit Photos, and Getty Images. But you're going to pay a premium price for each one of the images. Now, the images are they're spot on. They're exactly what you're looking for. You can go through and pick and choose the precise image, and it may even look like an image that you took there locally. There are that many photos in these, uh, these libraries. But you're going to pay a premium price for these images, sometimes around, you know, $100, $150 an image. Now, that doesn't really make sense if you're a, a daily news website who goes out and it's just, you know, hey, I want to do a story about a break-in last night, and I need a photograph of a cop car with just the lights. I'm, I don't need to pay $150, $200 for that. It doesn't make sense, which, hey, if you went out and got those photos yourself, you wouldn't have to be paying anything or even think about it, right? So, I had to go back to that. Now we're, we're back on top of it. Now you may want to use one of these services for artist or concert photos. Let's say if you're a country music station and you needed a picture of Garth Brooks for something, you know, the labels, they will send you photos if the artist is coming to town and maybe your station is promoting that artist. All right. But they will only allow you to use that photo within the context of promoting the event. You can't keep the photo and then use it for something else later. Doesn't matter if it's news. Doesn't matter if it's uh, anything. You just can't use it. You can only use it in the confines of what they've allowed you to use it for. All right, so if you went to one of these stock photo sites and you actually paid for the images, the Associated Press, for example, they have lots, hundreds, thousands of artist photos from Taylor Swift to Limp Biscuit to, I mean, Elvis, everybody. And you can go in there and you can do a, uh, if you get a yearly subscription or a monthly subscription, you can download so many images per month. You may want to do that, actually, if you do some artist news. Maybe your morning show does a blog and they talk about artists from time to time. And they need artist photos to go along with those articles. They won't be able to use anything off of the internet, as we've already said. So where do they get that information? They can, they can use these photos from the stock services, 
you know, they buy one photo of, let's say, Tim McGraw, for example. You get that photo of Tim McGraw, and then you use that photo. Since you're now licensed for that one photo, you can use it every time you mention Tim McGraw forever. Forever. You know, 10 years down the line, you can still go back to that one photo and use that photo if you wanted to because you've paid for it once, and now it's royalty-free. You don't have to pay for it every time you use it. You have that license, and you can use it next time. The price for these artist photos is not very it's not very expensive. I want to say it was like $20 a photo or something like that. But if you got the monthly subscription, you could download so many photos per month and it, it came out a whole lot cheaper, like five or $10 a photo, but then you, you can use it forever. So that's great. If your morning show is doing a blog, they may be taking some show prep stuff and repurposing that for their blog on the website. And they need these artist photos to go along with those. So that would actually be well worth the money for you to pay for that. So there are other free sources out there as well. We're going to get run down our top four free stock image sources. And we'll provide uh, links to these in the show notes. I will say well, there's a caveat with these. All of these are royalty-free images. You can use them at any time. And they are free. You do not have to pay anything for them. But... They will not allow you to resell the images and they will not allow you to sell anything with the images on them. So let's say if you did a station t-shirt or calendar, anything you would sell and make money from, you're not going to be able to use these images for. Okay. So the first one is Pixabay. Pixabay is a crowdsource from the internet users all around the world and their valued library ascends over 1 million images. All of them free to download, suitable for professional use. Pixabay. The second one is Unsplash, started as a Tumblr blog, actually, uh, offering leftover professional shots from an in house production team, all free to download. It actually escalated into a standalone site hosting over now a half million images from contributing artists all over the world, all absolutely free. And you do not have to give any indication that you got them from them. They're just free images. The third one is Pick Wizard. Hundreds of thousands of images, again, various con uh, contributors all over the world, most of whom of these uh, contributors are known for their stock media producers. So that's they're really their only gig. You know, they may have some paid photos on Getty Images or iStock Photo or one of those paid services, but they may say, okay, well, this one didn't make any money. I'll just put it on the free service. So that's where these other contributors are coming from. The fourth one is Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S. Now, this is a stock photo aggregator also. Hundreds of thousands of royalty-free images, again, all high resolution submitted by artists from all over the world and other free photo sites. Now, you may want to look at the, some of these images on this site because, again, some of them come from other free photo sites. And you want to be kind of wary of that because... You know, what if they submit a free photo to one of these websites, it becomes popular, and they take it off and they put it on a paid website, okay? But I have it, and it's free, but okay, and you could get into a situation there. So you want to monitor that and be sure that the image is absolutely free. Now, all of these websites say that you do not have to give any att attribution to the photographer or the place where the image come from disregard that. Give credit on every image you download, regardless 
If you're using WordPress, use the caption field and then paste some information into that field that says where you got the image from. Photographer XYZ at pixabay.com. All right, that's where you got the image from. Be sure that you do that. Why would you want to do that? It says, I don't have to. Well, are you going to know two or three years from now where you got that image from for that news post or that blog post? You're probably not going to know or remember which one of those four websites that you got that image from. But they're going to say, hey, you owe us money now. And you can say, no, I downloaded it for free because it was on a free website. They're going to say, no, you owe us money. Pay now. But if you put this attribution on every image you download, you're going to immediately know where you got the image from way back when. And if somebody sees this on your website, they're going to say, oh, yeah, they probably downloaded it from PickWizard back when it was free. Because we see that this blog post was dated back two years ago, and then two years ago, this image was absolutely free. There you go. It sets you up to be covered later down the line. So always give credit for every image you use on your website, regardless of where it comes from. This is very, very, very important. Now, if you are importing RSS feeds from outside sources, a lot of radio stations do this now. They will import feeds from outside sources like ABC News or um, uh, maybe a local newspaper or something like that. But some may grab an RSS feed from a, like a format news website and import that into their website. But you want to be careful with that because the images they use in their post may be allowed on their domain. They will not be allowed on your domain. Okay, we had a station go through this exact same scenario. They were importing an RSS feed from a gospel format website. And apparently the gospel format website had license rights to use this image of an artist, or maybe they didn't. We don't know if, if they got caught or not, but this radio station actually got emailed from the Associated Press saying, hey, here's a picture of our image on your website, and we need $2,500 for the, the dates that this ran. Go ahead and take it off your website now, but regardless, send a check to this address. And, and there was no getting around it. They had to pay it. They had a picture of it on their website, and they downloaded it unknowingly from an RSS feed that they were getting format news from. So you want to be sure that if you are importing news feeds from outside sources, that A, you have permission to use those images, and two, that you have the image credits there with it as well. All right? So now there are some scams out there. I mentioned that this station got an email saying, hey, you're using an, uh, an, our image on your website. Uh, this may sound familiar. I'm not sure if you would have gotten one of these emails or not. It's been making the rounds again, and it's really, really crazy. Hey, this is sometimes Val, sometimes uh, I think Kim. I am a certified photographer. I was discouraged, to put it nicely, 
when I came across my images on your website. If you used a copyrighted image without an owner's consent, you must be aware that you can be sued by the owner. It's, it's illegitimate to use stolen images, and it's so mean. Check out this document with links to my images you used. Download it right now and check it out for yourself. Insert the link to some malware. Mm -hmm. If you don't get rid of the images mentioned in the document above during the next couple of days, I'll file a complaint against you and your hosting provider informing them that my copyrights have been severely infringed and I am protecting my intellectual property. And if this doesn't help, I'm going to report you and sue you. And I won't give you prior notice again. Now, if you've gotten an email like this, delete it immediately. First, look in the from email field up there at the top of your email. If it says Gmail or Outlook.com or Yahoo.com, it's probably a scam. And so was this. And it had a link to a PDF in the middle of it. And uh, luckily, Google has taken down most of those links, but some of them got through and it infected malware on the people's machine. So look out for those and don't click on anything in an email unless you know the person that it's coming from. If they're legit, go online and Google them separately without clicking on anything in the email. Take a little time to do this because clicking on something in an email like that uh, can really, really set your computer on fire. Now, there are some actually legitimate emails that you may get because we had another radio station actually pull something off of Google and put it on their website, uh, one of their news stories. And they got an email, which was different from, the, from that one right there. Uh, and really, kind of, it was legit. And the email goes something like this. As an introduction, Pick Rights provides licensing compliance services to third-party content owners, including the Associated Press. Please note that Pick Rights is not a law firm, and I am not a lawyer. Pick Rights has noticed that imagery represented by the Associated Press has been displayed on your website, and then it gives the name of the website and the post name. Uh, however, the Associated Press was unable to find a license for this imagery by your organization. At the end of this message, we've attached a visual reference of the imagery and its use on your website we're referring to. Please be aware that removal of the imagery alone will not resolve the issue. We require a payment compensation of $500 for the past unauthorized usage of the imagery. All right, so this one is from PickRights. Everything appears legit in the email. They include a photo of the image on your website. So really, it is legit. Kind of. Some blogs and some forums claim that PickRights really isn't doing things right. They're in Canada, so, I mean, it's going to be costly for them to acquire legal representation within the United States to come after $500. They probably won't do that. Um, some stations have went ahead and paid the fine. Some have simply removed the images and ignored the emails. They eventually stopped without any further repercussions. But the very best thing that you can do is forward this email to your legal representation, and get the absolute best guidance, okay? Definitely take the image down either way and figure out where that image came from. If it came from an RSS feed, as in that uh, previous example, remove everything. Take everything out of the, 
if, if you stop following the RSS feed, stop importing those, those news items, and be sure that you get those images off of your website as soon as possible, okay? But reach out to your legal team for the very best course of action on that one. I'm not going to tell you, you know, to take the images down and then don't pay them. I'm not going to tell you that. Uh, get the get your legal team uh, on that one. But the best takeaway from this entire episode is to use the photographs that you or your team have taken. Those are the very best images that you can do because you don't have to even think about them again uh, whenever you use them. Uh, whenever you use a royalty-free image service, be sure that you give them credit every time you use their images, even if they say it's not required. That's going to protect you later on in case something with that image changes. You'll know where you got it from a year or two ago, back whenever you had to quickly put something online real quick. All right. And have a sharp eye when it comes to online scams. Some of them are legit, but a lot of them are not. All right. Look, be sure to look at the, that email address of where it's coming from. If it says Gmail, more than likely that's going to be a quick delete key. All right. So, but just be careful. Either way, if we've missed anything or if you need links to everything that we covered in this episode, please hit us up at skyrocketradio.com slash podcast. That's all for this week. Hopefully we've given you something that you can use on your radio station website this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about building a digital inventory list to help out your sales team. Have an awesome week making your radio station website better. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Better Radio Websites. Inspired by today's episode? Be sure you are subscribed and share this episode with a friend. Visit skyrocketradio.com forward slash podcasts for more episodes as well as show notes for this episode. Need help starting or making your station website better? Visit skyrocketradio.com.